Welcome to Prim and Proper. I'm Elizabeth Hathaway. And I'm Marinella Mazzucato. Well, I feel like we were on such a roll because we were recording, we've got the next couple episode topics figured out, and then bam, COVID hit me. <laughs> you got too cocky. Life was getting too good. That's what I happens. Know. I know. I'm doing okay. I'm very grateful that all things considered, my case was relatively mild, but it did delay me in finishing editing our past episode on politeness. So we're off on our regular Thursday release schedule, but we'll, we're going to get back into it. But because we are doing a Halloween episode and we're having to record on Thursday, we're going to try to release this before actual Halloween and then get back into the normal Thursday release pattern. I think that's the plan. Yeah, I, I have faith we can do it. What, vi- what variant of, of COVID are we on right now? Do we I know? don't even know. I was actually, I did try uh, you don't to know look the name up of that the COVID information. I know. I didn't even get to be like, and I don't mean to make light of COVID, but I didn't even get to be like, oh, I've got, you know, the Delta variant or Omicron. I don't even know a variant. They think they stopped naming them. They just don't care anymore. Yeah, the CDC is checked on out, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. They're done. <laughs> I had to cancel my booster appointment, though. I was supposed to get it next week, but uh, now they tell me I should wait three months. So, <laughs> yeah, you've been boosted. Yeah, you've been boosted that's, already. You're good. That's for sure. Uh, so you had the brilliant idea for our topic this week because it is Halloween. Uh, mm-hmm. but we are doing a little bit of a twist on it uh, based on your idea of the I, I was going to say like the number of things, but I have a feeling you and I have overlapping ideas. So instead of saying like the 10 things that are, I'm just going to say things that are scarier than Halloween. Yes, I, I would say some some things that are scarier than Halloween for sure. Yeah, I went kind of existential with mine. I feel like a lot of mine are like existential dread things i don't know which direction you took yours in <laughs> if i'm gonna be too um, happy for i us. am all over the place honestly a lot of them are really like realistic a lot of them are really just fucking dumb and then a lot of them are yeah like as existential stuff yeah so all right you want well, to pop uh, it off you want me to pop it off what do we want to do I want, <laughs> I want you to pop it off your idea you get to pop it off Okay, I don't want to go too heavy at first, but I don't want to go too light. I'm setting the tone, so I'm just going to put it out there. My 401k curve is terrifying. Oh, oh, oh gosh. (laughs) What? Yeah, I I don't look at it, like, every day because, you know, I don't like to look at the money that I can't touch for 40 fucking years. So I did sign into it last week, and I was just, like, at, like, a 35% annual loss or something, and I'm like, oh, God. That's yeah. scary. What if it was the year that I was about to be done? Yeah. Well, what a time. So <clears throat> I don't, f- I mean, I am not, we are not financial experts, but I think as you get closer to retirement, you're supposed to move more and more money out of like stocks and index funds and into things like bond, things that are like considered safer and not as volatile. Um, yeah. So hopefully, if you're close to retirement, you're not being as impacted by this because your money has been moved into 
you know, things that don't fluctuate with the market as much. But yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I So I use Mint, which I don't know if you're familiar with Mint.com. It's like a free budgeting tool. Um, and I have all my like credit card accounts and my retirement accounts feed into it, my 401k and my IRA. And it calculates like your net worth. But because it calculates your net worth with your retirement accounts, my net worth has like plummeted. I know that that's <laughs> just like a temporary thing and not, you know, it's like because the markets are going down. But yeah. I feel you. Like it's hard to look at that and be like, oh, wow, I am substantially poorer than I was a year ago at this time. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, ooh, what the fuck happened? And granted, I am like, I'm playing like high stakes Vegas. I'm just going for it with my 401k right now. I'm not really holding back. Oh, totally. So I just, We're you know, young. It's just, it was a little traumatizing to look at this year, especially yeah. right before this Halloween time, so. Yeah. Well, I will say for anyone else who is feeling this exact, uh, <laughs> feeling this pain with Marinella and myself, that you are supposed to continue. It's like the 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 fear in you wants to stop contributing or to withdraw your money because you don't want to quote unquote lose more. But if you are thirty to forty years away from retirement, um, you really should not be withdrawing money or even stopping contributing. You should continue to contribute because essentially you're buying low right now. You know, like mm-hmm. whatever the stock prices are, and you like purchase or your index funds or whatever um eventually those will go back up and when they do you've bought a bunch that are at you know the lower price that they are at currently so people are like try to see this as an opportunity because you're playing the long game and in the long game it will go up but in the moment this does not feel like an opportunity this feels soul crushing yeah, don't think of this as the time when you bought all the Beanie Babies. It's not like that. It's gonna be. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> right. This is much more sound. Um, that the markets will go back up as opposed to Beanie Babies ever coming back around in value. Never. Uh, yeah, that is a really good one. That's a good one, and it's especially good because every once in a while, and I certainly have heard this more recently. People talk about, you know, Social Security benefits won't be around by the time we all retire. So mm-hmm. it's like even more on us to have our own retirement funds, which is terrifying to feel like there's not like Social Security as well as what I have invested and saved. So I feel like it just uh, it adds to the intensity of this situation. Yeah. If you're one of our listeners that's like early 20s. Get in there, man. That's my my number one. Oh yeah. Not that I did there. Not that I didn't invest, but I was just like very little invested. So I, I really shouldn't throw that in there. Yeah, throw all your disposable income at uh some sort of four oh one K or IRA for sure if you're in your twenties. Yeah. Make that look money. At, look at that. We we can help a little bit. Not much, but that's it. Yeah. But again, I, I'm just gonna asterisk. We are not uh, financial professionals. This is this is not uh, financial advice. This is just our opinions. Is that what you're supposed to say? Is that the caveat that you give? I think we covered our butts. Um, We're not going to be sued. Yeah, I think that's what you would say. Like, you can't really. 
cannot advise. Yeah, don't sue us. <laughs> That's yeah, basically all don't. I'm asking. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. As I said, I think mine are all kind of existential dread. So uh, you started us off on, you know, middle of the road, but I'm going to go ahead and just dive in. Uh, take us, take I us there. Am, <laughs> I am still, we've talked about this before, but I'm bringing it up again. The overturning of Roe v. Wade and the potential for further erosion of abortion access and reproductive rights has me terrified, especially because I feel like reproductive rights and abortion access is like on the ballot. You know, voting is taking place in a lot of places right now, early voting, and then Mm -hmm. the election is coming up in early November. And uh, yeah, I feel like that shit is on the ballot right now. Yeah, that was on my list too. Just so you know, I wasn't going to be like not mentioning that one. Um. <laughs> I knew, I knew we both had that one. That's why I was like, I can't even say we have ten things because I guarantee you, Marinella also has abortion on her list. Yeah, definitely. And I, I feel like more and more you're hearing more stories about how people are being affected by this and how they're not like the typical cases that people anticipated, like. It affecting like it, it's just like really freak things that people didn't even think about I bet before they voted um, mm-hmm. like one of the stories I heard was like a woman that um, like she was basically she was dying like the woman was just sick like and they just made her continue to be sick until this baby uh. yeah it was just like sad and and it was like a like middle class white family like it's it's not like the people that people are assuming this is going to affect it was just like your everyday person that you would think that would vote for this was actually being affected by that mm-hmm. yeah we've had a couple of cases here that we've that i've heard about in chicago of like 10 year olds i think it was a 10 year old that was raped and became pregnant and was I think it's Ohio and she could not access abortion wherever it was has like a trigger law that happened and it's already you know banned um and she had to travel out of state I mean a 10 year old you were going to force a 10 year old who has already been traumatized by the rape that occurred Mm -hmm. and now you're going to force her to carry a child to term and birth a child I mean just horrendous um and i i feel like she traveled to indiana to get the abortion because indiana hasn't quite banned or at the time it happened had not quite banned abortion yet but they are set to or already have i i i probably should know um since illinois borders indiana um that was also another talking point was like she went from Ohio to Indiana but in a couple of months she probably would have had to go even further because Indiana is not going to have access you know so it's like um especially in Illinois I you know we are kind of this oasis in the Midwest where Mm -hmm. as it stands currently with you know our current governor he has promised to protect abortion access but he is up for election jb pritzker uh not that i want to drop a billionaire's name but i will give him credit he has come out right and said he is 
going to do everything he can to protect abortion in the state and open access to um, people in the surrounding states who who have that taken away from them. Um, and, you know, I heard Lindsey Graham, who's a senator from South Carolina, who's not up for election right now, but he has proposed a 15-week national ban, so not allowing abortions after 15 weeks. He's proposed that. Um, and Dr. Oz just had, he's running for Senate in Pennsylvania against um, John Fetterman, and they just had a debate this week, and he was quoted as saying that um, the choice to have an abortion should be between you, your doctor, and local politicians. Like, no lie, you can look that up online. He he thought that making a healthcare decision should be between you and your doctor, oh, and local politicians. <laughs> Is this is this the Dr. Oz that was on like Oprah's show? Oh, that is him. Yes. Oh god, damn. Uh-huh. There's been calls for like Oprah to denounce him or to like um support his opponent in the race, John Fetterman, because uh I mean that's just it's terrible, right? Like can you I mean, yeah. can you just imagine if a man was going to get a vasectomy or going to get like erectile dysfunction medication and someone said, Oh, that's between you, your doctor, and a local politician. Like that would just never happen. No, ever. it wouldn't. Not that would not happen at all. Yeah. I, I well, I don't know, my local politician would probably Show up at the office, invite himself into the room. (laughs) I'm not sure what would happen. (laughs) Oh, well, what do you got next? What's what's next on your list? Oh, man, I was, you know, I was going to say probably I probably should open with this. But the fact that COVID is still here, when is this shit going to be gone? When we when's it ending? Yeah, I um, I don't I'm still working in an empty building. It's crazy. <laughs> oh gosh, that, that is crazy. I mean, I know that cases up here are starting to climb again. Uh, as I said, I just recently got COVID for the first time. Um, yeah, I. I mean, I think. Uh, I think COVID is here to stay. I'm no again no scientist, but it feels kind of like the flu, where it's just going to be part of our lives forever, and we'll get like flu boosters you know, the flu vaccine yeah. each year and we get our COVID boosters each year. Um, I don't know. It just feels like it's probably hmm. going to be part of us forever. I don't know. What do you think? I was hoping it was just going to just dissipate. I you can't see my hands in the, in, the, in the podcast, but I'm making like little flurries like snow. Yeah. That's what I was kind of hoping and thinking would happen. But I mean, I guess in a sense it is if it's getting more mild. I do think, and oh gosh, again, like asterisk here, not a, you know, scientist and not a medical professional, um, but I I have read somewhere that like it, it is getting a little less severe between, I think, perhaps a combination of more people being vaccinated worldwide, but also something to do with like Like, for a virus to thrive, it has to be, like, a perfect mix of, like, not killing off the entire host. You know what I mean? Like, if the virus killed off every single person, 
then like mm-hmm. it would also die so it's like we got to keep some of the humans alive so that we can continue to replicate <laughs> ourselves smart little virus oh, damn right mm. wow All right uh, just to continue rolling on with the good times over here, <laughs> the, sp- the spooky times, the scary times. This is haunting. Times. Yeah. It's haunting. Well, my next one is just how desensitized we are to mass shootings and school shootings. There was mm-hmm. a school shooting at a St. Louis high school this week, um, and I didn't even get a news alert on my phone, right? Didn't because hear about it's it. like... Yep. Yeah, you didn't even hear about it. I'm not. We're four hours from St. Louis here. Did not even get a news alert. Uh, I found out because one of our client companies who has an office in St. Louis reached out to us. Um, and this, you know, I, I don't ever want to say like it could have been worse because I'm just so sick of like saying the same stuff or like hearing the same responses from people. And then we like, you know. We talk maybe about mental health. We talk about, you know, locking the the doors at schools and, you know, teaching kids to hide and all this stuff. And uh, we do <laughs> nothing to try to remove the amount of guns we have in this country and how easily accessible they are. I think this was mm-hmm. a 19-year-old and he had an AR, you know, 15. I'm like, and he legally purchased it. Like, <laughs> he legal- we don't legally? even... Yeah. Okay. Well, like uh, the Uvalde shooter also purchased his gun. I think he was 18 or 19 and he purchased his assault rifle legally as well. It's like we won't even allow those people to drink because we are like, oh, they're not responsible enough for some alcohol. But go ahead and let them buy as many guns and ammo as they want. That's no problem. Right. Right. Can't rent a car. Can't drink. Right. I don't know what else you can't do, but that's plenty to me. That's already enough yeah. evidence. I mean, try to purchase a home. You have, like, no credit history, right? Your mortgage rate. They'd be like, no, nah, we're not. You're not responsible <laughs> enough to. You're a bit of a risk here. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, so, yeah. I yeah. Um, I mean, especially at 18, the things that would have pissed me off and maybe sent me to a frenzy would have been at an all-time high. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, not the best age to be able to obtain a, a gun. Yeah. And just uh, some more sobering news in regards to to mass shootings. Bloomberg, I I saw a study that they did of the mass shootings in the United States that happened between, I think, 2014 and 2019, so a five-year period. And 60% of them, um, the shooters had shown or had had a previous record of domestic violence against women. Um, And so there is, I mean, let's be realistic. Mass shootings are done typically by white men. Um, Mm -hmm. It's very uncommon for it to be a person of color that's a male that does it. Um, And I'm excluding gang violence because that people say, you know, it's, it's unique. It's a different sort of circumstances that like cause gangs to develop and violence you know, within a community and, and within gangs that are in the same community. Um, but it's, you know, yes, there have been people of color who have been mass shooters, but typically it's white men. It's very, very rarely women. Um, mm-hmm. 
And so, you know, in doing this study and, and seeing the correlation between mass shooters and their violence against women, um, you know, there's some belief that that some of the things that may be feeding into why we see them is that one, aggression in men is acceptable. I mean, we talked about politeness last week and how like men are just, it's acceptable for them to be rude and more assertive and also more aggressive. Um, but also they, uh, they think shame over men's like diminished status uh, in economic and social order. So, you know, as women and as people of color and these other marginalized groups start to gain, you know, more power, um, men see that as them losing something, perhaps. And there's some like shame in that, uh, which I think is dumb, but I do, uh, I-, I can see where that could be the viewpoint of somebody who has historically been part of a group that has had all the power. Yeah, I can't say I know how that feels. So, (laughs) I mean, must be fucking nice. Had a good run. Good for you guys. You mean you're an Italian uh, background lesbian that is not the people who used to be in power before uh that, that's not um, we group. tried we really tried to get that mafia thing unhinged in new york city but it didn't really i mean it didn't really pan out we're not that you know maybe one day we'll see <laughs> i hope that's the future i mean i would love you know i i'm here to be run by like an italian lesbian mafia like that sounds, Sign me up. Um, that sounds amazing, but stressful and very loud. <laughs> <laughs> I, it sounds like a headache. <laughs> oh. <sighs> but I Good do times. think it's a solution to gun violence, so we should consider it. But we'll, we'll circle back to it. Uh, in the meantime, what do you got next? <laughs> in, the, in the meantime, I'm, I'm going to go back to one of, even the, one of the lighter things on this, which would be... Um, my ring doorbell footage. Ooh, some of the things that I've more. been seeing. I mean, I'm seeing some domestic, di- just di- not like physical domestic disputes, but I'm hearing entire people's hallway arguments when they actually decide to leave their apartment and have an argument in the hall, chasing each other out. I'm seeing it. I'm hearing it. It's recording. I'm ready. I'm ready to go in there and be like, "How do you guys want to make this work? How do you want to fix it?" Wow. Do you just like, I don't have ring, but I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, it like you get a notification on your phone, right? When like there's, or you can set it to notify you when there's like something happening outside of your door. Is that how it works? Yeah. I turned my notifications off because like I, I live in um, a condo where there's a door facing mine. People are going through the halls all day. So that thing would be going off all day. But when I get home, I pull it up to see if anybody like came by my door, rang the doorbell, did anything. And it's just like really interesting to see what people will put on their body when they walk the dog, when they think nobody's around. (laughs) (laughs) There's a little kid that walks, (laughs) I guess, from where the bus stop is to his, uh, his condo behind my building. And he stops and he sometimes flicks off the, the ring doorbell camera. 
<laughs> and I'm like, this is great. <laughs> so oh I guess, God. I mean, it's not scary, but it can be because like it's how I keep track of my neighbor across the hall. He's he's much older and he can't really walk very well. So sometimes if I if I see him walk out and I don't see him walk back in, then I'm like, oh, God. But oh, like, that's thoughtful. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm ready to crime stop. I'm just ready to use it eventually. Oh my gosh, I love it. I wonder, because it, it does make me think there's probably a lot of hilarious things that are also caught on people's ring footage, yeah. right? Yeah. And I wonder, is there like a website where people can upload just like funny things? Because I would love to just like watch some unexpectedly funny things that were caught on like ring footage, ring doorbell footage. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there is. I mean, I, I'm like another funny thing that happens is I have my fall wreath and it's covering my um, apartment number, mm-hmm. and they have to like move this pumpkin out of the way to like see it. And every time they get to my door, <laughs> they just like look at it and they like I can see them like moving this pumpkin and then I get all up in there. So I'm getting like this really weird angle, and my face every day when I leave from work for work is looks like I'm about to just like fucking end my life. Every day, I'm like, oh my god, that's what I'm looking like every day. <laughs> oh, on the way man. in, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see my dog. It's gonna be fine. But on the way out, man, it's just, yeah. ooh, that's wow. that's the scariest. That's the scariest of them all. <laughs> man, I'm gonna have to look to see if there is some sort of site that where people upload their footage because I would just like. It's like the TikTok um, that I could get into. Like I don't have TikTok. But I could totally get into, like, watching people's ring footage. <laughs> yeah. I, I would upload some of it, but I don't want to get, like, anyone feeling like I'm invading their privacy too much. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's a good point, I guess. Um, but if, well. if there's one that's especially hysterical or crazy, I, I may. Maybe I'll blur out some faces or something. We'll see. Hmm. Well, uh, as... I, I appreciate the lightheartedness. I feel like we needed a bit of a, a break, but to descend into the existential darkness again, uh, my next one we're is back. we're going back. We're going back dark. Uh, <laughs> climate change. Uh, I, you know, look, I know that yeah. that this isn't new to 2022, nope. uh, but it's not going away, y'all. And we're not doing a lot to slow it or prevent it um you know hurricane ian you and i talked about this hit our hometown recently uh what was it last year or the year before we went through the entire alphabet because we had so many hurricanes and we've had you know more cat four and cat five hurricanes in like the last decade or two than in all of history or some shit like that uh and i know like chicago you know we've had I think three of the worst snowstorms like in recorded weather history have happened since I've lived in Chicago. Uh, And I know people think like climate change and like global warming wouldn't cause snowstorms, but it it does. It causes like more extreme weather conditions in general. So like the extreme snowstorms we see are related to climate change. Yeah, the climate change is basically... Uh, anything throwing anything out of whack and you're not you're not expecting it you're not prepared things are always worse that way i mean 
I hope we're done with hurricanes for the season, but what do we have until November now? So we'll see. Yeah. 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 Did you see the movie uh, Don't Look Up? It came out last year, I think. Well, yeah, last Don't year. Don't Look Up. No. No, I haven't it's, seen it. It's um, Leonardo DiCaprio and, um, oh gosh, from The Hunger Games. What's her name? Played Katniss Everdeen. Uh, she's a smoke show, but I don't know who, what her name is. Gosh, is why is it? It's going to really bother me. Anywho, um, <laughs> they're in it. They play uh, uh, astronomers, and they discover that there's an asteroid that's going to hit Earth. Meryl Streep's in it. She's fucking hilarious. Jonah Hill, she's she's the president, and Jonah Hill's like her you know, chief of staff or assistant or something, and they're really mm. funny in it. But it's essentially... Um, you know, an allegory for for climate change with this like asteroid that's coming to hit us, and like everyone's just fucking acting like. You I know? I've heard of it. Yeah, I've yeah. heard of it now. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to give away too it, much. Yeah, they're taking it too lightly, basically. Like just like how, how right things go today. Yeah, yeah. I recommend because it is there is some humor to it. It's a dark humor, right? Because obviously, you know. It ends in world destruction. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> Both climate change and this asteroid, if we don't do anything about either of them. Um, <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's worth watching, I think. Do you feel like the weather is weird already in Chicago? Like, do you think it's kind of on par with how it normally is? Or do you think it's kind of different? Um, I feel like it's know, too warm here right now. Like, I, it just feels like it's getting warmer like i feel like at least we would have had one or two cool days but we really haven't hmm interesting so this has been a pretty typical october for chicago um but we'll see how winter goes it's usually winter and summer we see the more extreme conditions so yeah i'll i'll fill you in tbd a couple months okay Sounds good. <laughs> TBD. Oh, man. Okay. What's next on my list here? I was going to say that Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian got together, but now I'm just kind of thinking that the Kanye thing is even worse. Wait a minute. Did Kanye Pete West Davids- in general. Well, yes. And I want to get to Kanye. But did Pete Davidson and Kim, didn't they break up or did they get back together? I think they broke up, but the fact that it even happened, maybe to me, it was just like, "What's happening? This is this is scary. This is a weird combination." I think more not because Kim got with Pete, but I I feel like Pete. What are you doing with this woman? She's a nightmare. That's what I thought. Mm, Everyone else was like, "Oh, he's so unattractive." I was like, "But he's hilarious, and he's not that unattractive." But it's Kim Kardashian. Don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> I've got this. I mean, obviously, we don't really know these people. We only see, like, you know, whatever their public facing parts are. I've got this theory that Pete Davidson, and I think he is funny. I do agree. I think he's funny, but I think he's a love bomber because you remember he was with Ariana Grande and they got like engaged. And like at first, she was like, he's amazing. He's the most amazing mm-hmm. man. And then they broke up. And then him and Kim. She was like, he's the most amazing man. And then they broke up. I think he love bombs in the beginning of relationships. This is my suspicion. Yeah. And then he's like, ooh, this girl's too fine for me. Let me go ahead and fuck it all up. 
But maybe love bombing could be the more, more scary thing than Halloween after all. That's terrifying. <laughs> it is. And I mean, I don't really know him. And this is all, it's really just like, you know, my little pet theory. Um, and because our podcast is not like, super famous I feel like I don't have to I don't know you know me accusing Pete Davidson and I'm not accusing him it's like I said it's a pet theory I could totally be wrong on this I just have the suspicion you're accusing him because you heard it somewhere else or you feel it in your soul because I feel it in my soul (laughs) not because I've heard it anywhere this is like I said this is just me this is my suspicion I'm, I'm really only basing it on the fact of like how glowingly everyone speaks about him but then his relationships end less than a year into them so i'm like what what is happening in these relationships where these women are like he's amazing he's perfect and then all of a sudden the relationship ends it's just strange to me something something is there Maybe they're they might be looking closer at those very stupid tattoos sometimes. They're like, Well, that could be it, right? How long can I look at this for? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Good point. Good point. But Kanye, that was the real we wanted to bring up Kanye, his anti Semitism. you know, I have never loved my Adidas more now after that shit. (laughs) (laughs) But you didn't have Yeezys, you had other Adidas shoes. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a woman of taste. I would not buy such a oh. shoe. Those things are, those things, some of those <laughs> shoes are ugly as fuck. I don't know. They're, they're pretty, eh. But Yeah, I agree. Um, Yeah, I just remember watching that and thinking, you know, the whole, I can say whatever I want type of thing and just like taunting Adidas. And I'm like, why does he think that he can say whatever he wants and he's not going to get it mm-hmm. from Adidas? Yeah, I'm glad that there's some consequences because sometimes rich and powerful people don't face consequences, but I'm glad that there have been some consequences for Yi. Is that what he goes by now? I don't know. Whatever. I, why do I care about making sure I get his name right? Fuck Kanye. Um, I also just want to say, because I feel like I hear a lot of the conversation um excusing away his behavior as like he has mental illness and I'm sure he does have mental illness I'm not I'm not saying that that's not true but like mental illness doesn't make you an anti-semitic asshole right Uh like yeah like the the hate and the um racism and anti-semitism that Kanye has like I I just hate because I I worry that that hurts the whole mental health cause right because you can have depression or bipolar disorder or and not be a fucking bigot in fact yeah like there's no court it's not like when you look in the dsm which is how you diagnose people it's not like one of the bullet points is are you a bigot like that's not a bullet (laughs) point for any mental health disorder yeah no i i don't know yeah i I mean I'm kind of thinking he's taking some, maybe some experimental drugs that are making him think things that he might not be thinking. I don't, I don't know. But anyway, the amount of people outraged by it on Facebook are the same people that love the shit out of Donald Trump. And I was like, this guy worshipped Donald Trump. Do you you understand what's happening here? Right. No. Oh, okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> I will also say the um, I oh, I do, I'm gonna get their name wrong because I feel like it's the Los Angeles. Um, oh goodness, Los Angeles um, Holocaust Museum. But I think I think they go by something else. They'd invited Kanye to do like a private tour, you know, to try to educate him on the atrocities of what happened under the Nazis and the Holocaust. Um, and they have received like a ton of hate mail and like threatening stuff since they, you know, offered to literally just provide Kanye a tour, which is horrific. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I've heard that they're one of the best Oh, that sounds so weird to say one of the best Holocaust museums because I, that feels like a bad thing to say or a weird thing to say. But I think what I mean oh, by it is, yeah. you know what I, yeah. Um, but what I mean by it is I think they, um, they not only have information on like the Holocaust, they also have a whole portion of the museum that's dedicated to all, all kinds of genocides that have happened. So like in Rwanda and all these other places in the world, like they're just trying to educate on that in general. And I've heard it is a very powerful experience to go there. I was out in LA mm -hmm. twice, but only for only for um, a weekend. And they're, they're closed on Saturdays for the Sabbath. So I just was never able to go. But I really, it's actually on my list anytime I'm in LA to try to like go there and see. Because I've heard it's a very powerful experience. Yeah, and I think it's important for... Even though it's the best Holocaust museum, obviously it's not for the best reason. <laughs> it's important for that stuff to exist because, um, I don't know, I, I care about the history of things that have happened. You know, I took a class in college about um, the genocide in Rwanda. I had no idea that it ever happened and it was like that recent. So, you know, that kind of stuff is important to have. But it was pretty big of them to invite him i would invite him and probably put him in a gas chamber personally that's what have been what would have been my go-to <laughs> i mean hey bitch look at that god he i yeah he too much sorry <laughs> he deserves every consequence that has come his way i'm sorry about your actions your words they have consequences and just because you're powerful and famous you are not you should not be immune to those consequences I dated, um, we'll move on to the next one in a moment, but I just want to say I dated oh. a German who was in the United States doing his PhD in American history, which I thought was a bit weird, but you know, whatever. He used to um, work at one of the concentration camps in Germany and like was a, a tour guide and, um, you know, provide education on it. And he, I remember him saying one of the, big like stark things he noticed between the way like Germans have handled their history with Nazism and the Holocaust as opposed to you know how Americans have handled like how we treat the Japanese and the internment camps is like it's very important for them to still have the concentration camps that they are open to the public that people are always educated on it because they don't ever want to repeat that mistake and allow that to ever happen again um mm -hmm. and he's like you know america 
tends to whitewash things, right? Like we just sweep it under the rug. And I think if you ask most Americans our age, younger, even older than us, a lot of them, a fair amount, I don't think would be aware of, you know, how do we treated Japanese Americans during World War II in the internment camps. And I don't even know if any of those camps are still open to tour. Like, I don't know if that's a thing or not. I don't, I don't know that they would be, uh, I'd have to look it up. Yeah. Which is kind of like, uh, you know, I, I, again, it's, you know, preserving something like that so that you can educate the population and, and hopefully prevent it from ever happening again. I mean, I do think that that's important to do. Agreed. Yep. I'm with you on that. Well, is it my turn so, or, uh, we, well, I mean, we started at Kanye, I think. Or I started at Pete, and then we went into Kanye. So I don't know where we're at, actually. I think it might be you. Okay. Well, I only have one. Maybe. I, um, I actually only have one more left. Uh, and this is really, this is my darkest one yet. Uh, and this oh, is, shit. I think, the one that's least likely to happen. I, I don't actually personally believe that this is likely to happen, but... This like cloud or fear of nuclear war because Putin is, look, you know, I I think Putin will become more and more desperate if Ukraine continues to gain back territory and continue to be mm-hmm. able to defend itself with the help of weapons from democratic nations. And um, the longer, you know, Ukraine is able to either gain back again that territory or, or continue to offend itself i think putin loses a little bit of control and power within his own country right like he's russians are dying um their economy has collapsed i think there's only gonna be so long before people start revolting in greater numbers and i feel like you've already seen some resistance coming out of russia and i just anytime you have someone who's a desperate person um, that's like a scary person to me, right? Because it's like they've got nothing mm-hmm. to lose. And it's like if I can't win or have it my way, then nobody will. And uh, I don't know what their process is for launching their nuclear weapons. Like if he's just got a button that does it or if there's at least some process and someone would hopefully be able to prevent him from taking those steps. Uh, but yeah, like there is this, again, I don't think it will ever really happen, but it is this little like fear in the back of my head. Oh, now it's a fear in the back of my head too. I mean, no, (laughs) no, you're good. Um, No, but I definitely think like when he started all this, I think he expected it to go much better than it has. So now, yeah, you're right. The desperation, you really don't know what a person will do in that state of mind and i i don't think there's probably a whole bunch of like checks and balances on whether or not he would actually be able to do it i'm sure it's just like (laughs) it's fucking putin he's doing whatever he wants right i mean he's a you know they they have elections and he's elected but i don't know how fair and free those elections are you know it's like a uh questionable uh democracy there they make they, they make a photocopy of one ballot and they just jam it all in yeah only putin they sent it counts. to you pre- <laughs> they send it to you pre-filled in they're like just sign your name 
Oh, I see you've uh, voted for Putin. If you could just sign on the dot line, please. <laughs> yeah, and give us 20 bucks. Thanks. <laughs> well, got any uh, lighthearted ones, or are we just going to keep in this dark I, space? Yeah, I got some more lighthearted ones. Um, definitely my gray hair count rapidly increasing. Oh. That's that's one. That, it's that's been in, out of hand. I don't know. I went to get my hair did, and the hairdresser was like, "You got a lot of grays," and I was like, "Oh, well, they're they're in the in the back, right?" She's in the back, and she's like, "No, you could keep telling yourself that." <laughs> and I was like, "Ooh," she's like, "You should really like start dying." I'm like, "But I don't want to." I think just go all natural. I, I really think gray is. I mean, I'm. It's in. I have a shitload of hair. It's curly. And sometimes a curl can appear to have a shine to it. And it's just a gray, actually. <laughs> it's just, it's an illusion. Um, other than that, lighthearted other, my last one would have been um, the volume changes between commercials and the show you're watching. Oh, that is such a good one to end on because that is terrifying. <laughs> a shock. <laughs> this is so startling. So startling. Um, so let me tell you, because this is, this is perfect to tie into Halloween. I was watching the original Halloween, like the OG one from like, oh, me too. same story. <laughs> so I did it on one of these free sh- like channels and it had ads in it and I did not realize it was going to have ads. So I'm like watching it. I've got all the lights out. I've got just the perfect creep level noise and that shit cuts to commercial. Holy Fuck! Did I jump? I was so startled. What was it? The Halloween movies app? I swear to God, I did the same thing, yes. and it was like yes. it fucking just rattled. And I was like, and Jamie Lee Curtis was at a whisper, and I was like, what the hell? No. Yes, that was the exact app I watched it on. That's so funny that you. Yeah. So we had the same experience. Like I think I was more terrified because I remember, you know, because like. <laughs> The original Halloween, it, like, builds and builds and builds. And it's, like, the last 20 to 30 minutes that are, like, the scary part. And I'm, like, sitting there. And I'm, like, when is a commercial going to pop on? Like, that was actually what scared me more. Yeah. I mean, that was my first time watching the first Halloween. And I, I texted a friend that told me to watch the Halloween series because the newest one was out. And I was, like, how is the slow-moving man getting anybody and she's like oh well that's like the whole premise of like scary movie how it was like super slow moving and that's why he's creepy and i was like i've been missing this pop culture reference because i never saw this movie and i just feel like people in the 70s had a very low bar for for horror because i i could not take that movie it was it didn't do it for me (laughs) you know i mean i appreciate kind of the because halloween like really changed the game i think for like slasher Halloween movies. yeah they tried yeah the music i will say the music i hear that like a little tune and i'm just like oh oh fuck like that that kind of gets me going yeah that was probably the most scary part well, the commercials, see, the most scary part. Yeah. <laughs> Volume of commercials and then the music in Halloween. Well, those, what's the scarier part is I bet you can't recall a single thing from those commercials. And so. No, you're what? right. I can't. Yeah. 
I really have no idea. Because you were too oh, jolted. You know what? There was like a Siggy yogurt commercial that played seven times in a row, I think. <laughs> I do remember that one. I'm like, okay, got it. <laughs> I'll get my yogurt right now as I watch Mike Myers, you know, stab somebody. Damn. Um... Do you have anything else Halloween to discuss? Do you have any Halloween plans? Any other movies that you indulged in? No, I will. So I will share. I'm not dressing up for Halloween. I'm not going out. I mean, part of it is because I'm recovering from COVID. Um, And none of my friends really want to do any sort of like Halloween party or whatnot. But my initial idea a couple months ago for Halloween costume was to dress up as Cindy Lauper and then have a protest mm. sign that said, girls just want to have fundamental rights. Uh, that was going to be nice. my Halloween costume. How about you? Any Halloween plans? Oh, man. I'm going to do a 5 a.m. Hell Week workout at Orange Theory. Ooh. Ooh. Sounds terrifying. Scary. I don't know. The costumes are encouraged. I don't have anything. The last time I wore a costume... For Halloween, I, I don't know. I think I was at a music festival. I wore a monkey onesie, and it was a good time. And then anything before that, I think I just put on a headdress for every Halloween party and got puking drunk. So I think maybe it's best I don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Orange Theory and a sober night, probably. That's probably the way to go. Yeah. I, I mean, I got to go to work on Monday. It's a Monday. Right. I don't know. Right. What do I'll put a costume on Marley. I have a little, <laughs> I have a Dorothy <laughs> costume. Aww. And she's worn it a bunch of times, but every time I put it on her, she looks different because she's older. So <laughs> this this will just be better. We'll see how she looks in it. Well, throw it up on the gram. What's our Instagram again? Prim and Proper Podcast. All right. Well, and then we will, we're doing deal breakers next, so catch you guys next week next i don't know we got thrown off on our schedule we'll catch you soon what time is it yeah we'll see you next time all right bye bye